Welcome to Mind, America's Lignite Energy Podcast, brought to you by Lignite Energy Council of North Dakota. Here's your host, Kate Muggerud. Welcome, welcome you guys back to Mind, Lignite Energy in America. So happy to have you back on today's episode. Um, guys, we are going to kind of dig into an area again, I feel like I say this every week, but an area that I know nothing about, which is why I have somebody who knows lots about it. Um, this week, we are going to dig into fertilizers and fertilizers from coal and kind of um, what that looks like specifically in North Dakota and what that looks like from from a, a product standpoint and how we use that. Um, so you guys, this week I, I'm excited to have Dale Johnson. He is vice president and plant manager, uh, Dakota Gas there in, based in Beulah, North Dakota. Dale, welcome. Good morning. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show. I, I just I love having you and it's good to be chatting again. Yeah, thanks. How are things in Beulah, North Dakota? Good, good, busy all the time. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't slow down, do you? No, no, twenty four seven every day. <laughs> yep, that's 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 an awesome thing to have. So, Dale, I wanted to when I was doing some of my research um, and some of the you know great things that come out of our our beautiful God made coal here in North Dakota, one of the things that I, I saw and was reading about were fertilizers. Um, that is your area of expertise, correct? Yes. As far as gasification, making fertilizers, yep, that's my business. That is what you do. Awesome. Now, I know that, um, you know, just from what I've I've read, we have like, uh, specifically Dakota Gas has three nitrogen-based fertilizers, Correct. Correct. Three three products that are, that are used for agricultural fertilizers, okay. um, all nitrogen based, um, and then we also have uh, diesel exhaust fluid, uh, which which is basically a solution of fertilizer that's actually used for emission controls. So they mm-hmm. they all are nitrogen based fertilizers, I guess. So when you say nitrogen-based fertilizers, and I, I read that a few times too, what exactly does that mean to somebody like me who's not in the industry? What does that mean to say it's nitrogen-based? So, so the, the way the, the products are produced mm-hmm. is, is nitrogen is naturally occurring in the air, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we use that, that air uh, as, as one of the reactants to produce uh, the nitrogen-based fertilizers. And, and at the end of the day, virtually all plant life requires some form of nitrogen uh, to, to, for growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, especially in our region, uh, urea, anhydrous ammonia, and, and ammonium sulfate, those are the three products that we produce. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are the sources of, of nitrogen for these plants. Hmm. And that's like biology 101 right there, you know, nitrogen for growth. So that that definitely makes sense. So specifically what you guys focus on are those uh, those three different fertilizers when it comes to that area, right? Correct. Okay. What's the difference between each of those? You listed them off, the ammonium sulfate, right? That was one of them. And the urea, right. That's that's a new technology, isn't it? Well, it's it's new for us. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a new facility. We've been operating urea for about a year and a half now. Hmm. 
And that was a big project, right? Yeah, it was a $700 million project. Oh, my so gosh. It was a big deal. <laughs> it was a big deal. Yeah, so that didn't, that's not something that's put together overnight, is it? No, that was, uh, it was about three years of construction. Oh, man. And at the oh, peak, man. I think we had 1,200 uh, construction workers on that project. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that is a big, yeah, that's definitely a big project. So obviously, you know, putting $700 million into this, this was something that, you know, you see as being, uh, you know, a longstanding, uh, you know, resource for us here in the state. Talk to me a little bit about what what is urea and why why it's valuable. So urea, um, well, I'll, I'll back up just a little bit. Um, you know, we've been making anhydrous ammonia for, for many years, uh, back into the, into the 90s. Mm-hmm. And anhydrous is, is an excellent fertilizer. It's, it's probably the most concentrated form of, of nitrogen that the farmers can use. But it's it's a it's a cryogenic liquid. It means that it's stored at at high pressures or cold temperatures uh, for storage and transportation, which which means it's it's more challenging to to transport. Mm-hmm. So so now we move on to urea, and urea is is uh, is basically reacted from. Uh, anhydrous ammonia mm-hmm. and carbon dioxide, which is produced in in our ammonia plant, mm-hmm. and it and it and it forms this basically a, like an ammonium carbonate, which is urea. And so now we have a solid fertilizer. It's it's the most concentrated form of nitrogen in a solid form, and because it's in a solid form. It's it's easier to transport. It's easier to store. It can be you know it can be stored in a bin or or really any mm-hmm. any kind of flat surface. So so it's it's much easier, safer for for the farmer to handle. Mm-hmm. But yet you know still forty six percent nit or forty forty some percent nitrogen. Um, so you know just a, an excellent nitrogen source uh, for the farmer. Interesting. So. When when we talked about the three the nitrogen based fertilizers, each of these fertilizers are each one of these utilized within agriculture. Is that correct? Yes. Um, yeah. All all three, um, and and all three kind of have their their niche. Their purpose. Um, you know their their purpose, and and uh, and you know at at some level the different fertilizers come a little bit back to, to the preference of the user. Mm-hmm. Um, but like ammonium sulfate, um, it's got both nitrogen and sulfur. Uh, so so there's, there's basically two different uh, supplements for the plant mm-hmm. growth. And, and, you know, certain plants like potatoes, um, they, they need that a little bit of additional sulfur. Or, or it, can, it can provide a little bit of a pH adjustment uh, for the soil. Um, anhydrous and urea are, are used, you know, very similarly. Again, one's a liquid application, one's a solid application. But again, it's it's basically just pure nitrogen. Um, and uh, a, a, again, it depends on how that farmer is applying and how yeah. they're storing mm-hmm. the product. Um, but uh, it, it it fits their needs and and different needs for each each farmer. 
That's really interesting. So again, what you're saying is it comes down to each farmer and kind of the different crops and the soil of what they're working with, right? Right, right. And and they may supplement urea with with phosphates or, or other fertilizers as well. Huh. So do do you guys specifically focus on kind of the North Dakota Midwest market or is this something where you know you're going all over the country with these different fertilizers? So it we are we are focused predominantly on on North Dakota and even even western North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um but you know I would say there's probably about a 300 mile radius around the plant. So it extends a little bit into Canada, a little bit into uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. South Dakota, um, and uh, you know, basically that 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 whole region mm-hmm. uh, is is kind of our niche, and and you know, um, you know, southeastern North Dakota is is uh, uh, or excuse me, southwestern North Dakota is very large consumer of uh, of these fertilizers. So you know, we're we're right in the right place. Right. Right. Now, how do you... Um, no, depending on the season, yeah. we can move a little bit further. Um, you know, we've moved product in Nebraska and, and, and other places, but that's that's usually a little bit more of the off-season sales. Okay. I was just going to say, how do you transport these? I mean, what's that? How, what does that look like? Um, you know, it, it's it's kind of interesting, the kind of the evolution and, and how the different products have moved, but... Um, in the past, anhydrous ammonia was moved a lot by by rail, really? um, but but the the railroads had begun become more reluctant to handle that product. Mm-hmm. So anhydrous is mostly moved by truck, hmm. um, and you know it's kind of interesting. Um, uh, you know we see kind of a spring rush when the planting season is happening, <laughs> and and I've seen about 170 trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, process through DGC in a, in a single day. Wow! Um, so that, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, urea, uh, urea can move by truck or by rail, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we're, we're actually moving mm-hmm. um, uh, unit trains, uh, a 65 car or 85 car unit trains uh, in our region with with urea. Uh, so unit trains is something kind of new for us. Um, we we hadn't been doing that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, mm-hmm. ammonium sulfate, um, that typically moves by truck, mm-hmm. uh, but we've also started mm-hmm. moving that by, by rail, uh, just a few cars at a time, mm-hmm. uh, but we're moving that by mm-hmm. rail too. Wow. So there's all different ways that we're, we're distributing it. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. One day last year, just uh, uh, pointed out, um, we, with all of our fertilizers, I saw one day that was 320, I think it was 321 or 322 trucks Whoa. that processed through the, through the plant one single day. Oh so my lots gosh. of traffic. Yeah, so it's not yeah. a, never a dull moment then, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's really cool. So are there other, obviously, I'm sure there are other uh, urea plants across the country, right? Right. Okay. Yep. So how do we compare in terms of, of size? I mean, is it something that, you know, we're kind of a smaller niche market or, you know, are we competing with some of the larger plants? So so um, the, the plant size at DGC, the urea plant size, the ammonia plant is relatively small mm-hmm. uh, compared to the industry. 
um, that that um, that had a lot to do with with just what the economics were when those plants were built, mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of what region they're serving. Um, so we're we're probably oh I don't know I would say probably we're not the smallest, uh, but we're we're maybe two thirds the size of maybe what I would say is the is the standard right now. Really? Um, so, so a little bit small, mm-hmm. but, but it fits really nicely with our market area. Yeah, man. And, and for something for our plant being, you know, a $700 million project, I can't imagine what some of these larger plants are looking at for an investment. Yeah. That's yeah. Billions. Jeez, my gosh. That's that's pretty crazy. So is it something that, um, you know, when you have these these different products and really these emerging technologies that we have, is it something that you you market? I mean, are, do you market? Are we marketing these or how do people learn more, or find out about them? So so we we work with a marketing firm um, that's uh, that they work with uh, one other. Well, one other entity, actually, a total of three manufacturing plants, mm-hmm. um, and and that that entity, it's called N7. Um, they're they're our marketing group, and and they take care of uh, the marketing. So we we basically are moving our product to to wholesalers. We don't mm-hmm. we don't sell directly to the farmer. Sure. Um, uh, we're 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 more into into the wholesale uh, type market. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So what are some of the benefits of, of having, you know, us produce these fertilizers right here in North Dakota compared to anywhere else? So I, I think that it, it's it's about having the inventory in the right location mm-hmm. and really having having the inventory available when the farmer needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've seen some very strange planting seasons the last few years. Oh, man, uh, yeah. Seasons that start late or or maybe are very wet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so, so those farmers have a very kind of short time window uh, to, to get the product, you know, to the field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've chatted with a, a couple of customers that, you know, in the past few years prior to us, uh, coming into the urea market, um, they were bringing in product from Minneapolis and and further away. So, you know, I I think there there were a number of logistical challenges uh, for for those those customers. Yeah. Now, um, you know, it's a it's a pretty short drive to to come to DGC and <laughs> right and to pick it up and be right there and ready. Exactly. Hmm. That's really, really cool. Um, I mean, it's it's so cool to see something that's local and produced right here in North Dakota and then obviously growing our state. It's, it's something to be proud of. So um, those are that's kind of the area that I was looking at as fertilizers. So now just because, you know, this is mind our lignite podcast, how does how does coal play a part into that uh, that world? So. For, for DGC specifically, mm-hmm. um, we all of our feedstock is is coming from coal. Mm-hmm. So DGC makes thirteen products, you know, of which you know three are, are agricultural fertilizers, mm-hmm. um, and it all comes from coal. Um, other ammonia plants, other you know nitrogen-based fertilizers, mm-hmm. they start mm-hmm. with natural gas, 
Um, and uh, but we're starting with coal, and 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 you know, and that that provides us with a a good stable resource. Hmm. Um, you know, again, right here in the state. Yeah. Um, so so it's it it it, it is that you know unique, uh, but but good good feedstock. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, so just a little different than than what everybody else is doing. Right, right. And it seems like from from what I've seen you're utilizing, I mean, there's there's not a lot of waste. I mean, you, you utilize everything that we we have and that you're you're producing, right? Right. Yeah, um the um the the, the gasification process uh utilizing coal is is a very energy efficient uh cycle. Mm-hmm. Um so, so it is. It is a good way to to use coal. Yeah, and that's something that's always kind of on the the forefront of everybody's mind is kind of that energy efficiency and you know are we eliminating waste? And so it seems like from what I've seen, just even visiting your website, that there there's not a lot of waste, and you know you're being good stewards of what we're producing right here in our state. Right. Yeah, and and like I said, we make 13 products, so it's mm-hmm. it's uh it's you know it's it's taking a a coal resource and and really really diversifying uh, that 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 whole product slate that the, the everything that coal can do. Mm-hmm. That's that's too cool. Now, this has kind of been your world for for a long time, hasn't it? This is this is your <laughs> what what your your life has been about, right? Yeah. yeah, I've been with DGC over 30 years. So oh, wow. And, and, and every day is fun. Every day is exciting. <laughs> so you've seen some growth then, I would say, in the past 30 years. Yeah, yeah. You know, we started out, we basically started out with one, maybe two products, and, and now we're up to 13. So it is very cool. It's it's a it's a fascinating place to be. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Now, Dale, if our, our listeners want to learn more about DGC and um, kind of more about some of these different products that you, you offer, where can they visit? Uh, DakotaGas.com. Awesome. Easy enough. DakotaGas.com. Learn more all about these fertilizers. And again, Dale, thank you so much. It's been just a pleasure talking to you and and sharing your your knowledge with us and all of our listeners. We appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. It was fun. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening and joining us on another episode of Mind Lignite Energy in America. This is just such a fun journey to be on with you, and I appreciate you guys listening. And I hope each week you're getting something out of it, just like I am. Um, I encourage you to visit us at lignite.com. Uh, we have all of our podcasts, so you can kind of catch up to each episode there um, under What is Lignite and our podcast. Um, and again, I want to thank uh, the Lignite Energy Council for being proud sponsors of this program. Without them, this would not be possible. So again, visit us on our Facebook page, uh, Lignite Energy Council or lignite.com to learn more. See you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mind, America's Lignite Energy Podcast. For more information on Lignite Energy in North Dakota, visit lignite.com.